Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a long time coming. Uh, this is another episode of the Independent Wrestling Revolution podcast. I'm joined by Noah Howell. What up, what up, what up? This is your American Infidel, Sergeant Scott Patterson. And today, it's been a very big day for Victory Championship Wrestling and Victory Championship Wrestling Georgia. Uh, we have part of the commentary team here, Bucky. Hello, sir. Thank you for having me tonight. Uh, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. We always like bringing in new guests. I'm uh, putting out fresh content for everybody. Uh, I do apologize to the fans that, that follow us and listen uh, for the delay. We've had a lot of going on between two uh, companies, Victory and Victory Georgia. Uh, Bucky, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Uh, kick it off you know, about your start in professional wrestling. Well, it started all about, mm, I'd say, I would go back as far as to say about 18, 19 years ago at the Columbiana Skating Rink. Global Championship Wrestling would run shows way back when in the day, and I got my start and introduction to independent wrestling through them. So from there, I, of course, my, my whole family growing up, love shows, love Deep South shows. I actually had a family member that ran a show in the Prattville area, so wrestling's been my life, always has been. So 2017, I'm getting ready to graduate high school, and so I contact, well, 2016 I graduated, but I contact Dan Sawyer. In 2017, I start training at Mad Dog's House of Pain under the tutelage of Ben himself. I'll always give him credit. Joshua Hagen primarily was my head trainer as well as a cast of other people. So from there, I've been working about a year, I think. I've lost track. And um, I don't know, I've, I, I don't want to call myself a Swiss Army knife, but I've had a lot of opportunities thrown my way. As you said, I did made my commentary debut tonight for Victory Championship Wrestling Georgia on a host of other things that you may see me doing at multiple shows across the Southeast. So you got a, you got a long laundry list of, uh, of, of things that you're capable of, kind of like myself and Noah here. Mm-hmm. Um, I started uh, as a referee. I've, I've done the manager role. I've, right. I've been commentary, uh, and you know, I've even been behind the scenes of working with. Uh, we have the podcast, obviously, but I've been behind the scenes working with video and, and stuff like that. Right. Uh, and now, here I am, a year and a half into my actual wrestling career. Um, tonight, uh, I defended my cruiserweight title, my Victory uh, Championship Wrestling Georgia cruiserweight title, against one JD Rush. Um, and you know, that, that's one of the first times you've actually seen me get in the ring and, and unleash the, the horse of war. Uh, the true infidel. Yeah. As, the, as I see. There you go. The true infidel. Uh, I did, uh, on the playback a little bit, I did hear a little bit of your commentary and I'm very, very proud to, uh, to announce some of the stuff that you, uh, have mentioned about myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my story has been told to the fans and, and they, they've heard me, you know, I, you know me, I, I talk about myself a lot. Yes. Um, Noah hears the same stories over and over and over. Uh, you know. Not saying you're thing. a broken record, but exactly. you're a broken record. <laughs> exactly. Uh, big things here. Uh, everybody's had an opportunity to hear my opinion of professional wrestling, independent professional wrestling, uh, and global professional wrestling. Um, so, 
give us a little bit of insight. What is your personal opinion right now of the current state? Like, what's going through your head when you see different promotions and different uh, champions walking around? Well, I can't help but think that professional wrestling is on the upswing. I want to get the elephant out of the room, okay? I hate the political aspect that you'll hear a lot of. I mean, there's no way to evade it, but at the same time, that's I feel like that it's gotten too mainstream, and that's not what fans want to hear about. But when you come to the main swing upstream of professional wrestling, look at it everywhere. Last weekend alone, you had numerous independent shows running across Alabama, all of them drawing beautifully. You had two, three mainstream pay-per-views that were advertised, that ran. So when you look at the quality and the product of professional wrestling right now, I feel like in 2019, it's not where it could be yet, but it's evolving. And I always feel like no matter what the situation is, no matter what you're doing, it's always good to evolve because no one wants to be caught in a stalemate, period. So if you can constantly find a way to grow your product, draw new eyes in because I know I've seen across multiple shows, there's a lot of old timers that still are true to the old, as they want to say, golden days of professional wrestling. And they've been watching professional wrestling their whole life. And that's amazing. And I love to hear stories from fans when I can at a show that tell me, hey, you know, this is what I've seen back in the day. These are the people I've seen. And you remind me of this person. I've had people tell me that they remind me of, oh, I when they see me manage that, I, they, I remind them of people like, one that really got me was Colonel Robert Parker. And oh, wow. Wow. I had an old-time fan tell me that once, and that's a humbling thing because if you think of him and you think of just true, dirty, hill, southern heat, and something to aim for. But, you know, if, this, if you can... My point to get back on track is if you can get new eyes in, I feel like that's a challenge that's hard to some people, but at the same time, it's happening and it's happening everywhere put over a couple shows tonight victory championship wrestling i mean they we have the georgia branch we have alabama and you know they just did this wonderful thing with this merger and all these different companies and different faces are coming to different places and it's given the fans not just the workers but the fans fresh opportunities you may see matches you haven't seen yet you may see people get opportunities that they may have never had and they're becoming more aware to different products and different markets in alabama right now there are a number a number of strong wrestling promotions and i feel like there really is something for everyone out there i i agree with you there uh with with everything going on uh my partner and i you know jay impact you, yes. you've seen him work you, you've seen us work together we're we're all over the place, uh, mainly with with VCW right now. We're sitting here in Georgia tonight. We're next week we're back in Mumford. Uh, the week after we're in Gadsden on Friday, Mumford on that Saturday. So we're back and back and forth. And then in August uh, we're going up for a big trip. We're working uh, Friday, Saturday, and then coming home Sunday in Arkansas. Um, and uh, referee Noah Howell here is going to go with us. He's going to tag along. Man, I'm excited. I'm excited, man. Never worked in Arkansas. So I will tell you, it is the most ungodly drive, but a beautiful place. 
Yeah, and, and you mentioned O'Hagan earlier. You know, O'Hagan is constantly on the road. Uh, he's constantly driving. I, I see his snap stories. I see his, his Facebook and his social media posts. You know, he's just as active as we are on social media. Actually, he's more active on Snap than, than we are. But yes, uh, as far as true. as far as everything else, like we, we kind of stay together, stay active. We promote the shows that he's going to, even if we're not going to be on those. Like, uh, I, I'm not trying to, you know, spoiler alert. Uh, Josh O'Hagan is, is working OVW now. Weekly. And, and, uh, we, yeah, absolutely. So we're going to be seeing him on a, a larger scale here soon. Very soon. Not to get too much away, but he has a lot of good things coming for him. Oh, yeah. And I'll say this about Joshua O'Hagan, and I'm going to put this on the record right now. In ring, Joshua O'Hagan can go with anybody. And I mean anybody. I'll, That's I'll, on mainstream TV right now. I'll say this about Joshua O'Hagan. Joshua O'Hagan is a man that I have the utmost respect for, and I I've made it very vocal to you two in the past that I admire him greatly in not only in the professional wrestling but in life. This is a man that literally, and I can take pride in saying that this man has had a role in me becoming the Bucky that most people know me as today. I've literally watched this man since I was a child. If he listens back to this, he's going to be like, well, you're giving away how old I am. But, <laughs> you know, Josh just, he doesn't slow down. He doesn't slow down. I will put on record that he, pound for pound, is, in my humble opinion, the best in-ring one of the best in-ring performers when it comes to just wrestling alone in Alabama today. Well, I'll, I'll give you, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll caveat that in, in the Southeast. Yes, not just absolutely. Alabama, in the Southeast. Absolutely. Uh, the only other one that I see that can compare to that right now is Johnny Slaughter. Because I, with you, with you, I, I followed Johnny Slaughter since I was a kid. Um, but big big deal right now is we now have opportunities to work guys like Joshua O'Hagan. We have opportunities to work guys like Johnny Slaughter. I had a match with Johnny Slaughter last Saturday. Uh, you guys check out vcwaction.com. You can see the updated rosters. You can see the updated matches. Like We've got new episodes posting uh, every week, every two weeks. Uh, everything we're doing, you can catch us there. Uh, check out birthday parties, special events. We do a lot of that. Got to plug those guys, uh, especially. Um, now, let's let's take a second. And uh, since we're plugging and, and, and giving credit where it's due, um, one of the top performers uh, in the South right now uh, has been sidelined. One Britt Jackson. Uh, it's such a tragic incident. Um, you guys have a show coming up. Uh, uh, on Romania. That's it. Uh, it will so, be taking place <laughs> Sunday, August 25th at the Pro South Arena. And so fill us in on a little bit about this show. Uh, who all got together and put it together? G. Uh, Jackson and Ace Haven. Yes. G. It, Jackson and Ace Haven. It's a collective benefit that, you know, a lot of us, no matter what you look at Fred as now as the Mongrel, a lot of us see Fred as just family. And so when this happened, you know, Fred. On top of being the Monroe that we all know and fear, he's also a family man. Not many people know, but Britt did just have a, you know, a newborn child less than a month ago, I believe. And this injury came at a very untimely manner. So I'm a firm believer that when one of your brothers and this big, crazy wrestling family goes down, what can we do to help? You know, and, so. and I agree with you there. Uh, it doesn't matter what side of the, you know, the ring you're standing doesn't matter if face, heel, uh, things like this happen, 
you know, last year I tore my MCL. It was a slight tear. It wasn't, you know, career ending. Um, and Noah sat there with me for six straight weeks and I was miserable. So I, I feel what he's, what he's going through. He's on a larger scale what he's going through right now. Um, and I'll go ahead and put this out there too, ladies and gentlemen. If any of you would like to contribute to help Britt in this time of need, there is a fundraiser on Facebook done by one Miss Ann Ray. There's already over $700 raised to help Britt and his family. Wow. And it needs to continue to grow because they really need some help in this time of need because Britt is not only unable to wrestle, he isn't able to do his daily job because it's of this injury. Sidelined multiple ways and, there. And if you put over Britt for a second, Britt, you know, when I first started off, he was the marquee. He was a part of Featured Attraction. They were running Ramchild over Pro South. They were in New South. They were doing all these wonderful things across the Southeast. But Britt then and Britt now, sometimes I had, it's hard for me to believe that it's the same human because he has worked for everything that he's, that he is now. He's evolved, he's changed, and he's upped his game. And I can't say anything, but I'm proud of him. I truly am. And, you know, that's why it's just, it's so heartbreaking to see someone who's put so much time and work in. And I know, you know, because I, I mean, honestly, I've seen you evolve over the past year as well and just constantly improving yourself and putting in the work and, you know, just to be at the point that he's at now, this injury kind of came at a more untimely manner. No, I, I, I completely agree with that. And I, I appreciate that as well, that, that compliment there. Um, for me, I, I take professional wrestling uh, as though it's an art form. Absolutely. Um, and people don't understand that because we, we have this the whole theory of, it, you know, pro wrestling is a dance. I don't see it as, as a dance, but I see it, I see it as art. When you see a, a Van Gogh painting, you pick it apart, you, you study it, you know, right, well, this is the specific brush stroke, this is the specific style and shading, and then you see, like, movies and film, and, and you study it, and you study the storyline. Uh, if you're a Harry Potter mark, like like myself, uh, you read the books, and you notice the things they leave out of the movies. It's, it's kind of disturbing when you look at pro wrestling the same way that I do, because I, I pick myself apart. I will Absolutely. sit there and pick my own matches apart. I'm my own worst critic. And Everyone and, is. And, and well, has to be. Here's the sad part. Johnny Slaughter's told me multiple times, get out of your own head. Uh, and that's probably some of the best advice anybody's ever given me because I'm in my head a lot. Because for three days, I, I, you know, I, I wrestled Johnny Slaughter. And for three days, I waited on a response from Johnny. Like, hey, you good? Was this match okay? And because you know he's he's been one of my mentors since I was when the former, formerly known as the SLW Academy, which is now the Victory Championship Wrestling Academy. Um, when I was there training, you know, I look up to Johnny. You know, Johnny's got you know different things in his personal life that I can compare to. You know, uh, a lot of people don't know Johnny was a police officer one one time. I never knew that. Johnny Johnny was in law enforcement for a few years and me being military for 10 years uh, we touch base on stuff like that together and we, we talk about it um, and then I apply that to wrestling too because it's, it's he's as uh, not taking a, a page out of Bucky's book taking a page out of Bucky's book uh, he's my wrestling daddy <laughs> I, I just kind of latched on to him and then have an opportunity to wrestle my mentor uh, it's it's like the, the Yoda story man and I was so concerned 
that I didn't do something right or didn't do something to his yeah. standards. Um, and I'm not saying he's the hardest guy in the room to please, but Johnny's tough on his students. And I love that because I was pushed in the military. I was pushed with, with this professional academy. And now I'm pushing myself to continue learning, continue going to seminars so that, that I have opportunity to, uh, and learn from guys like Josh O'Hagan, uh, Bubba Duke, who you met tonight, actually. Absolutely. Um, so you've seen, now you have seen the full aspect of the new religion. Absolutely. Uh, you've seen me evolve over the last year. You've, you've seen Jay's character come to life. Uh, with pro wrestling, as I said, I see it as that, that art form. And if you can't grow, if you can't treat it like a tree, if you can't grow, it's time to turn it into a poke. Chop it down, turn it into something else. You know, and I have to agree with a lot of what you just said. Pro wrestling is an art form. And for me, I, I guess, you know, a lot of people say art is a form of escape, no matter what your art form may be. But for me, pro wrestling is a form of escape. And I don't like the term character. I don't like the term gimmick, whatever people want to call it. When people ask me what I am, I'm Bucky. I'm true to Bucky. Bucky is myself on a much larger scale. And if people people don't realize that everything I do has symbolism, but every mannerism, every movement, everything that I do, when you, from the time you see me step out of a curtain, whether I be refing, whether I'm managing, whatever it is, has a meaning to it. And whether it be deep, whether it be small, this is my way of expressing myself. And I could have the worst week ever, come to a show and just tell myself I need this. I could have the worst week ever or best week ever and come to a show and I feel like I put on a terrible a terrible performance and then I'm down on myself. But I take what I do very seriously, as I know you do, as I know Noah does. And so I definitely agree that pro wrestling, I, I definitely look at pro wrestling and a different perspective as most people would, like you said. You know the greatest thing that I've been asked lately? Uh, when, it, when I tell people like that, you know, because pro wrestlers have full-time jobs too. So for some of those, it's not a complete payroll for us. So we have to work 40 hours a week just to make ends meet uh, or, or more. Uh, but the greatest thing that's been asked me as of recent, last three or four or five weeks, I know I've been asked this question a hundred times. When people find out, oh, you're a pro wrestler. Oh, what's your stage name? What's your ring name? Scott Patterson. No, right. no, no, no. I, I know your real name. What's, what's your stage name? Scott Patterson. Right. I don't I don't use a stage name. You know, I've nicknamed the Infidel because of my military career. Jay calls me the Horse of War because I, I, I represent that in that ring. I, I take on that embodiment of the Horse of War. Absolutely. And people get kind of offended when I tell them, you know, I use my real name. I use who I am. And, and a lot of people ask me, well, why do you use, why do you use your government name? Why do you use your real name? And it's, it's the most simple, honest answer ever. I own my name. Absolutely. I cannot go to AEW, WWE, Pro South, BCW. It doesn't matter. SCPW. I can, Go to any of these shows. All right, what do you what do you go by? Well, Scott Patterson. No, no. What, what do you go by? No, Scott Patterson. 
uh, okay, and they're going to look at me. Right. I, I, I own that name. I, I righteously own that name. Just like Jay and I collectively own the name, the near religion. Yes. So when we see people using our name and we use people using the, the, the term new religion, we say, hey, look, man, we own that. We have copyright licensing for the name. My government name is Scott Patterson. I even have it tattooed on my shoulder. Like, that's a tribute to my dad. I'm actually a junior. So, I own myself. Nobody else owns me. So, I have creative control over what I do and, and, and the things I say and how I present myself. I have my own creative control. You being Bucky, you have your creative control over who you are. Absolutely. And Noah has creative control over he, who he is. And we just... That, that's an advantage that we have. You got a lot of people that come into this business and I'm not taking shots at anybody because I won't drop names, but you'll have people that, that have names that remind you of movies. Like like Xander Cage. Well, everybody's seen fucking Triple X. And yes, I dropped an F-bomb. That's the one. Oh, it's okay. I get one per show at least. Mm-hmm. Um, Everybody's seen Triple X. All right, well, we know who Triple X is. Right. It's Vin Diesel. Okay. If you go and you're in a wrestling ring and, and somebody says, oh, man, he's just trying to be like that movie star. That's that's that stigma that you've just created. When somebody hears the name Scott Patterson, well, who is Scott Patterson? I want to know who this guy is because he's, he's painted up crazy. Well, I see some red. I see some green. I see some white. I see some black. Uh, he's new religion. Is that a is that four horsemen of apocalypse? Well, you you're damn right it is, because uh, that was my exact paint tonight. Absolutely. Um, you know, last week I had the seven deadly sins. The week before that, I had nine realms of hell. I I have a play on everything we do, but at the same time, it, it's it's me. I have that creative control. Um. So speaking of names, Bucky. Yes. Uh, we were we were talking about this when when I asked you if you wanted to do the interview. Where Where'd you get Where'd you get Bucky from? Well, it it originated as a childhood nickname that came from a man that we we could talk you know a little bit more on this later. But a man who I admire, even though he doesn't work anymore, to my knowledge, that I respect, and to this day I will forever call him Uncle Burn, Bernie Kowalowitz, a former senior official at Global Championship Wrestling and one of the, if not the best officials, in my humble opinion, that I've ever seen, as well as a tremendous in-ring performer. From the time I was a child, it was always a running joke. He would call me Bucky because of the buck teeth. It's one of those things. But when I started training and I started coming back to shows after an extended period of time away, I would say, that's what it just picked me up and he knew he is. And when it came time to character development, he's... Everyone just called me Bucky. He was like, why not go with Bucky? You know, that's you. That will always be you. This name has stuck with you since literally the beginning of your life. So why change it? And for me, Bucky is an interesting name because, you know, if you want to go with he or whatever, you know, a lot of people, you know, if if you've seen me manage or if you've seen me in whatever role, I have... I love quite a few people that enjoy to hate me, and I love every bit of that. But Bucky is such an easy name to hate, 
and it's short and simple. And I always love when people ask me, what's your last name? I don't have one. <laughs> that's, that's a good response. I don't have a last name. It's just Bucky. They're like, oh, um, uh, okay. That's different. I said, exactly. Thank you. How many people on the wrestling scene today do you see named Bucky? It's slim and few, but Bernie Kowanowicz kept the name with me on top of Joshua O'Hagan, and it's really weird because let's drop a bombshell here. Even though 99% of people, I think, know what my real shoe fire name is, Matthew Gibson. But I will hear people calling me Matthew now, and it's just... And it's kind of weird that I have to tilt my head sideways at him because I just don't hear that name as much anymore. Bucky has truly became who I am. And I'm okay with that. Uh, that's that's very true. I can see how that can get confusing for people, too. Uh, like at work, they'll, they'll say, hey, man, you know, and you just kind of keep doing what you're doing. And it finally registers with you. It's like, oh, shit, they're talking about me. Yeah. Uh, like the guys in the locker room have gotten to where they call me Pat Pat. Right, right. Yeah, that's that's nice. Well, yeah. Jay started that in the, in the pro wrestling community. He started calling me Pat Pat. But, a little known fact for you all of my army buddies, yes. all of my, my platoons that I've ever been a part of, uh, my brother shares the last name Patterson, right? Yes. They called him Pat. And I'm Pat Pat. Or Little Pat. Okay. Right? Little Pat, Big Pat. Uh, but it's it's I've always been Pat Pat within the military community. Uh, doesn't matter, you know, what your rank is or, or you know if you're above my rank, below my rank. Uh, everybody would call me it'd be hey, sorry Pat Pat, or hey Pat Pat. <laughs> it's it's just those, that thing. It got got to the point where when uh, when I'm around my friends at home and somebody says hey Scott, I'll sit there for a few seconds and remember. Oh, uh, uh, they're talking to me. Yeah, they're, they're they're getting me, not Pat Pat. Um, and it kind of brings out a different personality in me. And uh, I can see that. I can <laughs> see that. I'm the I'm the same way. I understand. I definitely understand that, that inner inner self pop, as we call it, pop. Um, but a big thing is uh, inspiration. So, where do you draw? It can be modern. It can be uh, classic. It can be just anywhere in between. Where do you draw most of your inspiration from when it comes to pro wrestling? You know, who are the people you look at and say, "Hey, you know what? I want to, I want to manage like that," or "Hey, I want to wrestle like that," or "Hey, I want to referee like that." Where? And I know you mentioned your mentor already, and you've already mentioned uh, who gave you your name and, and everything that's led up to this point. But currently, like, if you were to go home and say, "Hey, do homework," uh, pull up the first name and video that comes to mind. Who, who are you drawing that inspiration from? This may shock both of you with who I'm about to say, but the Grand Wizard is a big inspiration in who Bucky is. And when you saw me when I first really started managing, I did the whole suit and tie gimmick. I did, before I started managing, and I just did commentary. Just very cocky, brash, ugly suits, and a lot of people have compared me to, are you going for the Jim Cornette look? You're loud, you're brash. And yes, I mean, I can't lie. Jim Cornette, when it comes to the quality of heat that one man can get in a single setting, even now, when if you've seen recently, there's a lot of people in the wrestling community that does not like Jim Cornette. There's a lot of people currently that doesn't like Bucky. That's okay. But 
Jim, uh, Jim Cornette and the Grand Wizard when it comes to managing. Looking at them two, Grand Wizard to me is one of the most underrated minds of wrestling, period. Period. His flamboyancy at the time, his just being out there was so different for a time period that was just so used to set stone, you know, just guys going out there and doing what they do. Being and so when you had someone who had a personality and individuality that came around that just, in my opinion, changed the game. Then when it comes to character development, when it comes to characters, the Grand Wizard is someone who I feel like never gets talked about enough. You know, you mentioned that and, and you used a specific word that that I, I love to hear when, it, when it's talked about in professional wrestling is flamboyancy. Um, that's not a derogatory term. No, absolutely not. It, no, it is, it no, is very, God, no. It is very appropriate to, to say flamboyant. Um, one Adrian Street oh, proved man. that. Another name, Adrian Adonis. Yes, yes. yes. Um, but specifically talking about Adrian Street, Adrian had these uh, mentalities and things that what the way he would carry himself exactly think about when he throws on a submission or he throws that heavy strike you don't really expect it because of who he is and it's it's, it's out of nowhere and I hate, hate using the out of nowhere but whenever those moves were applied in, in the matches that he would put on it's like where did you draw this from where where is this coming in and it's a psychological warfare type deal. Too. Oh, absolutely. Um, and so being flamboyant, you talk about the, the Grand Wizard. You, you talk about guys like, uh, let me bring up Finn Balor for a second. You, you know, he's he's a mainstream guy right now. When we get Finn Balor, we're getting Club Balor. Mm-hmm. But then when we get to Demon King, that's where that flamboyancy comes in. And just a whole and, different side comes yeah, out. Yeah, and it's, it's a complete, well, it's kind of like when I do my paint. You know, and I'm not I'm not drawing the inspiration from Finn. No. So before I carry on, that that's not where I draw the inspiration from. Uh, but Finn has this this whole different person that comes out when he's the Demon King, and that is why I love professional wrestling because you can flip that switch and completely change direction and. There's not anybody in the room that expects it. There's not anybody watching at home or on their TVs or on their phones on fighting TV that that can say, hey, I knew that was coming. Absolutely. And I have the mindset when it comes to professional wrestling and my character, if you want to call it, um, Bucky, that I feel like, you know, if, say, for example, I wear Pro South every Friday and Every week, I will see a number of the same people there. But I like to go in the building each week with the mindset, okay, I'm going to have new eyes on me tonight. Imagine if you go into somewhere and people don't know who you are. How do you sell yourself as a product to these people? How are these people going to look at you after the night's over? So individuality with professional wrestling is a term that I feel like I don't want to say is lost. But you have to find a way to be yourself and be different. If you can be different in the realm of professional wrestling, then that's a 
big first step. A huge first step. And I don't know about you, but I don't see a lot of people, like Ben Balor's a perfect example that just comes out full body. He's a demon. He sells himself as the demon. And every aspect of what he does when he comes out makes me convinced this guy really just crawled from the pits of hell, from the, the entrance, from the smoke. Everything he does sets a mood for who he is. And even if I don't have, like, you know, that larger scale of production, everything I do needs to set the mood for this is who I am and how are people going to perceive me by the end of the night. I, I You know what? That's a great way to look at it. Uh, I, too, kind of look at that in the same aspect. Like, every time I hit a, uh, hit that curtain, I'm like, in this, I'm in this mindset of none of these people have ever seen me. They don't know who I am. I need to show them who I am. So, with that being said, every time I hit that curtain, uh, one good friend of mine and Chris, or mine, uh, Noah's, Chris Ace, uh, gave me a bit of bit of information a while back. The average person, you have to treat as a goldfish. Absolutely. Short attention spans, they forget everything within a minute and a half. So, every minute and a half, every 90 seconds, you have to get in this mindset, they have forgotten, let's, let's do something else that shows them who you are. And everything from a Vatican driver to the... <laughs> Bobby Matthews, uh, please listen to this. Uh, not a widow's peak, but my gory special that I set up, I do it differently than anybody I've ever seen. Uh, there are certain ways I talk. There are certain ways that I, I carry myself to the ring. And if I ever hear somebody pop up, oh, you're trying to be like so-and-so, I immediately find a way to change it. Because I don't want to be the next Marty Scroll. I don't want to be the next, uh, yeah, I'm going Bullet Club. Uh, I don't want to be the next Kenny Omega. I want to be the, the only Scott Patterson. That's right. And with my last name, I have a long legacy to carry on because there's also a Patterson that is a legend in the professional wrestling community, and that's Pat Patterson. Uh, that's also another reason why Jay calls me Pat Pat. Right. Uh, but. I will find different ways to do the same thing over and over, and it draws that attention. It doesn't matter if it's, a, if it's something as simple as, hey, I just kicked my opponent in the face. I'm going to find six different angles on how to kick my opponent in the face. I know a couple of weeks ago, talking about your kicks, I saw your um, exploder kick that you at Munford, I believe it was a major victory. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I've, I've yet to call it uh, a proper term. Okay. I've been calling it a bullet kick. Uh, somebody called it a claymore, but those, you know, the claymore is something that that uh, Drew McIntyre does. I'm not Drew McIntyre. No. Um, and then you got uh, 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 Michael Rivera. He's the one that called it a bullet kick for me. Yes. He, you know, he's, he gave me this idea. You're military. What is your what is your mentality going into combat? Well, you got two in the chest, one in the head. You gotta win the hearts and minds, right? So it's a bullet kick. And I come from the side, so it's a straight direct hit. And I lay into it. Oh, I, uh, I noticed when you said Major Victory flying across the ring. Yeah, yeah, that uh that that was you know, 
And fun fact for you, did you know that he beat Jay Impact for the Victory Championship Wrestling Heavyweight title? What? Two weeks ago. Okay, so uh, three weeks ago, I beat Major Victory in Mumford. Yes. I I rubbed that match and he kicked his head into the eighth row. Right, right. I, that was that that was a very serious headlock he had me in for like a whole two and a half minutes. That beard pool was rough too. Yeah. See, people got stale beard. Anyways, so I beat him. Very square. It was it was nice. And, I won't say clean because that was a nasty shot. And then the following Friday we go to Gadsden, which we'll be at uh, on August the 9th. Um, get Gadsden and, and the referee this referee I won't drop the referee's name because referee's still training uh, counted to three while Jay had a triangle chest on major victory oh wow well every referee knows if there's a submission hold applied you do two things. You check the shoulders to make sure they're not down, and then you check the hold to make sure it's an appropriate hold so you're not airway choking, bone choking, the, the illegal stuff. Hold. Right. So, there's a shoulders, neck, shoulders, neck. you got to go back and forth. The triangle choke is all about pressure. Referee was not paying attention to the choke, was more paying attention to the shoulders. Uh... There was a hesitation. Referee counted three. Jay lost his title. And then we got on the phone with our lawyer. Uh, I got him a a military JAG appointed lawyer. Yes. Yes. And we got the rematch clause invoked in the same night. And major victory went night-night again. So, uh, Jay is now a two-time Victory Championship Wrestling Georgia Heavyweight Champion. <laughs> so, yeah, a little off back there. Uh, you know, up and coming, speaking of Major Victory, uh, he's the current OTWW uh, Heavyweight Champion. Okay. Um, he won it at the uh, Hall of Fame ceremony, okay. uh, the induction show. Um which was a good match. It was it was a clinic of a match. I'm not taking anything away from Major Victory. He's, he's a good worker. Uh, I just have heat with him because I'm a better American than he is. I actually serve my country. He just walks around in this you know gimmick of red, white, blue, bush whacker waltz. Yeah, what is up with that? Are you a patriot? Are you a bushwhacker? Are you Vince are you a whack offer? Down you know, the ring to the ring at the Royal Rumble. You don't know. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, you know, what is that? He's, again, big guy, good guy, great worker. Who are the up-and-coming stars right now with us excluded? I'll, I'll take I'll take my name off that list. Uh, you've put me over enough tonight. Thank you yes, for that. Absolutely. Uh, but I'll take my name off the list. I'll take Jay's name off the list. Um, out of the people you've seen, you've had an opportunity to work with, uh, or watch work. Who are, who are your top guys that you see that are going to the next level? 
two names automatically come to mind. And one name is a guy who, uh, you, you know, if you see the my career over the past year, I've never really been on the same side as him. I thought I was a couple weeks ago in a steel cage match until he betrayed us. But that's here nor there. I can't deny this man's cat talent and Sean Christopher. I am very high on Sean Christopher, and I believe that giving the right opportunity, he has the potential to truly make it. And he has, in my opinion, the attitude to make it. He's evolved who he is as the savage youth. I, mean, I know I've used that word a lot tonight, but the savage youth today is... I wouldn't like to use the word hungry because every match that I see, I do use the term, you know, you're your own biggest critic. He'll come to the back and beat himself up on everything that he thinks he did wrong, but then he'll have someone come up to him or the guy that he was working and tell me, all of these things were great. Thank you for this. And he may not see it in that light. And, you know, a lot of people may be hard on him for that, but I see it as someone who's striving to be the best. And I can't be mad at that. He has such a win now mentality and you know that he wants to be you know to the best of his potential and he's confident in himself and it shows so sean christopher is the first name that comes to mind the second name to me is a name that i don't know if you two are familiar with casey navarro Ooh. i have heard that name this wow. guy reaper he's formerly known as kid christian uh, I believe that he started off in the New Jersey area. He did a lot of stuff on YouTube for the uh, popular YouTube wrestling show, Grimm's Toy Show. He did some stuff for SWF in Bayville, New Jersey, ran by Rob Fury. But now he's worked a lot in Florida. I believe he's dead. He may have done something for Elevate. Don't quote me on that. I know he recently had a match with the lights of very talented performers who have been on NXT in the past years, such as Ray Query, Sir Pitanico, and he's on the uprising. He's young, high flyer. The guy looks great. His in-ring quality is always at a high... He has such a high motor. You know, I, I'm not sure if he just has a switch, because I believe if he did, he broke it and it stuck on 100. He just <laughs> goes, goes, goes. And I, I'm so big on him. And if you don't mind, there's one more name I want to throw out. And this is a name that, um, again, I'm not sure if any of you two heard of, but I'm a big fan of the Northeast wrestling scene. Uh, a lot of people are very much sleeping on it right now. But a man, a big man, by the name of Lou Bruno, the Meadowlands monster. Bruno, you know, a lot of people, and especially modern wrestling, they like to sleep on big man wrestling and they like to you know say it's overdone you know it, it won't work anymore and that's false and Bruno is proving for it to be false I've contacted him through Facebook over the past year or so and you know this guy keeps paving a trail of destruction he has a unique look he has I can't tell you the manager's name by memory, but he has a great gig going on right now. It's like a Western horror show or something, but Lou Bruno, if you have never heard of him or seen him, is someone who I would definitely study because I believe give him another year, and it's a name that everyone will be talking about. As, as Jay and I say, anything big enough to die, I'm willing to fight. So, 
Uh, you know, I, I would find Luchasaurus if you, you know, if you booked it. Oh, yeah. Just going to throw that dream match out there. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, Noah, your top picks in the Indies. Oh, man. Well, I'm definitely going to agree with Bucky with the Sean Christopher. I've known Sean for over two years now, and I have seen him grow. I've seen him evolve and become one of the best talents, not just in Alabama, but in the South. And he's still young. He's got a long Very way young. To go. He's younger than me, and he's been doing this much longer than me. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with you on that. Another name is one that me and Bucky just recently worked with. And then saw last week when we took a trip up to Georgia, David Ali. Oh, yeah. That's a very great pick. I am very high on David. His ability in the ring. He's always having consistently good matches. And he does his job, not to interrupt you. The crowd hates him in a good way. And as a bad guy, I don't know what a heel is. I only have one attached to my foot. But as a bad guy... The crowd hates David Ali, and they will make plenty of signs to tell him that. Now, just to put a qualifier here, and in editing we can beep it if we want. Can I swear here? Yeah. We were at Southern Honor in Kent last week. We were invited out. We came. We attended the show. There was a kid that was about 9 to 10 years old that, I'm not kidding, brought a sign that said, David Ali rips signs like a bitch. (laughs) And it was one of those like yard sale signs, hard plastic. And then David proceeded to tear David it apart. To her. Oh man, that's that's great. I've been in a locker room with David before. I, I agree with you on that. David is uh, is is a hidden talent. Absolutely. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and, and go ahead and name that that entire faction. Uh, the new era. The new era. Oh, they're like, doing. Danny something. Jordan is is a knockout, and. I, Hopefully one day she hears this. I, I want I want a match with Danny Jordan. She's but we're we're in the South, nobody at Booking. <laughs> I I just wanna just you know, she spends a lot of time at the uh at the DDP Yoga Center. She spends a lot of time uh, she works there, right? Yes. Uh, she spends a lot of time training, a lot of time toning in her skills like we were talking about earlier. Uh but Danny Jordan is, is on my, my top list of, of people that are up and coming that are going to go to the next level. We're going to see them on the big markets very soon. And, and number one on that list is Danny Jordan. Sooner than later, I agree. Um, another name is is, uh, is you know one that I've been stuck on for the last year and a half. Uh, every time I've stepped foot in the same building as this guy, uh, I can feel the earth tremble beneath my feet. Uh, and that's Logan Creed. Oh, man. Logan has so much potential. He moves faster than any big man should. And right. see, seeing a near seven-foot guy do a toe-face yeah. suicido with such vertical lead that he has is amazing. Oh, yeah, of course. And, and you know, I'll classify Danny as my number one female that I would like to see, you know, and that I, I see going to the next level. But number one guy... And somebody, please book this match. I beg you. I, I will give Matt Gilbert my payout. Book me versus Matt Gilbert. Oh, man. Book the badass versus the infidel. Please do it. I've been bucking. Funny story. 
a few months ago, everybody was on this kick. If I want to, this is my list of people I want to work. This is my list of people I want to work. I said, you know what? I'm going to jump on this bandwagon. This is my list of people I want to work. Dot, dot, dot. Matt Gilbert. Hands down, one of the best technical wrestlers on the planet. Psychology is a top-tier competitor. He has so much potential to be at that next level. And it's opportunity after opportunity has been put in front of, of him. He's been put in front of me. We've never been able to, to get this match booked. Give me Matt Gilbert. And I want to be able to, to be one of those guys that says, hey, that guy is in AEW. Hey, that guy is in WWE. That guy is in New Japan. I wrestled that guy. And that's Matt Gilbert. You, you know, and a lot of people sleep on Matt Gilbert's strength because when it, when you first see Matt Gilbert as soon as he walks into a building, you see a short kind of just to himself, but still just laughing and enjoying, you know, everybody's company. But when he steps foot in the ring, of course, he's the barefoot badass. And I, I've seen him deliver a thunderclap in a match that I refed of his, and I felt knows. it. Oh, man. Poor, poor Shane knows. I, I know Shane knows. We might still feel it, but the sound that comes off of that is like a shotgun going off. I've, I've witnessed it. I've recorded matches for him. I've, I've been there. I've seen him work. Everybody's going to be talking. If this match happens, everybody's going to be talking about the Denmark versus the Bullet Kick. Oh, man. Kill shot versus kill shot. I'm, I'm telling you right now, it, it's it's destiny. It is, it is going to happen. If I have to drive to Matt Gilbert's house and drag him out, say, hey, we're going to fight right here, you know, we'll 24-7 rule it. I'm, I'm telling you, uh, if I have to come out of pocket, I'm paying for this, yeah. this match. <laughs> I got two more names. I've got two more names yes, that I'd like did. to give. I'm sorry. I'm, my soapbox no, is over. You are fine. Matt Gilbert, I love you, brother. Fucking work me. Another one, should this individual get out more, he has the potential to be big in this business. And it's someone that myself and Bucky are extremely high on. And he is a local guy, and that is one Cody Wyndham. Uh, I like Cody. Uh, he's a very interesting character. Uh and I don't mean that by, like, persona. I mean that by who he is. Um, One of the funniest individuals you will ever meet. Such a pleasure to be around. He's charismatic. He carries that to the ring with him. He's got the look. He's got the professional gear. No knock on anybody, but Cody's got an it factor. Hey, I got that professional gear, too. Uh, while we're talking about gear, one of our sponsors... Uh, go over, check out my Stacy T on Facebook. Stacy Taco is one of the best gear makers on the market, and she—I actually have two sets of gear that she's made. She's got a third set that she's currently working on. She's actually working on my ring jacket too. Uh, so she—if it has to do with embroidery, sewing, stitching, anything a seamstress does, she, she is known for it. Uh, go check her out. Um, but back to topic though, you know, professional gear, the 
term professional. Let's let's go ahead and clarify that. There are not enough professionals in wrestling to call themselves professional wrestlers. And that is not just, hey, I get paid to wrestle. Hey, I can wrestle. Hey, I was trained to wrestle. It's a it's a personality trait. It is how you act in that ring, in that locker room, around your peers. It's being a locker room general. It's been, or as people understand, locker room leader, stepping up and and stepping to the you know, plate. And and I like that. There's someone that I want to put over hard, and this is going to be a small story. Um, over the past few months, anyone who knows me well may have seen me in the back may have noticed that I've acted slightly differently. And it, you know, it's something that this is the first time I publicly just aired and said this, but. I went through a, I guess you would say, depression phase in my personal life when it comes to wrestling. And I was depressed. I was unmotivated. And then last month, I ref one match that made me love wrestling again. And that match was between Cassandra Gilder, who I saw tonight. She loves her name. She's gold. Love her to death. And someone who personifies respect, personifies professionalism in Ruthless Law. And I will forever sing Lala's praises. And if she hears this, she'll probably punch me in the face because she hates anyone saying anything nice about her. I, I, I will go ahead and say and she can punch me in the face and, or chop me or do whatever she needs to. And I'm going to use another swear here. Lala is one of the baddest bitches on the planet. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can't deny that. The first time I met Lala, you know, I, she introduced myself joking in the locker room. I come to the back after my one segment I did and she's telling me everything that she loved about it but then she'll tell you, what I love is that she's honest. She'll tell you where you have to, she'll tell you this is what you need to work on and Lala just she's one of those people that she steps in the room and the mood changes and people don't realize her story and everything that she's really been through to get to where she's at now and how long she's really been doing this almost longer than I as long as I've been alive excuse me and I respect that this is her life professional wrestling is her life and you know when just after that match it, it was a clinic it was a classic these two women on one show stole the entire show in my opinion the crowd was behind it they ate it alive and Lala if you're listening I love you thank you for all the talks we had and everything you've done for me. But Ruthless Lala is someone giving me shot. And she's, trust me, she travels all around, but I could easily see her on a WWE television as your mainstream champion right now, AEW television, Impact Wrestling, wherever. I believe Ruthless Lala is far from done, and I believe we will see her on television very soon. I, you know what? Uh, that that statement, that, that entire sentiment, has to, to definitely come from the heart. Uh, I've had opportunity to share in locker room. Uh, well, I won't say locker room because that's cross the line. Share in locker room area uh, with Lala, and she's she is professional. Uh, but I'm about to, to, to drop a name that a lot of people hadn't heard in a little bit of while. Uh, doing big things. Uh, he was at Evolve here recently. Uh, and when, when you hear the term professional, when you hear professional wrestler uh this person personifies everything having to do with professional wrestling it is his life as you just mentioned with, with lala 
Uh, Francisco Giazzo. Yes, uh, Frankie. I very love much. Frankie. Uh, and, and I'm gonna when I get this up, I'm gonna tag Frankie. Um, Can I share a Frankie story real quick? One second. Let me, let me let me get to the point. Frankie travels all over the United States internationally. He goes everywhere he could possibly go just to wrestle five, six nights a week. He is on the road to wrestle. This business is his life. He carries his wife Stormy Lee with him everywhere he goes. And she is a phenomenal athlete as well. Um, when it comes to professionalism, that, that whole uh, respect, that attitude, and the, the green guys, the new guys that, that just came in, I was, when I met Ricky, I was a new guy. And he, I, I messaged him the other day. I was talking to him. Uh, he has an unhealthy obsession with, with figures, action figures. Uh, <laughs> I had a handful left over. I, I see if he need them. Uh, apparently, he's already got them. But anyways, I had a conversation with him a, a while back. And uh, what really boils down to is he cares about this business. Genuinely. And he doesn't necessarily care about the people in the business. He just cares about the business itself and, and carry on, on the legacy to the next generation. And I love that about him because that tells me, that, that shows me that he's got the same mentality that guys like Arn Anderson have. I did the Arn Anderson seminar and I heard a lot of the same stuff come out of Arn's mouth that I've heard come out of Frankie's mouth. And it's all about keeping this business alive as you mentioned earlier, Bucky, building it bigger and going on to the next the next stage in this. Because it's up to us. It's just like running the country. It's just like politics. You, you don't like politics of it. I don't like politics either. But we are the next generation. Absolutely. If we don't do something to build professional wrestling up hotter, heavier, bigger than what it ever has been, we're going to lose it. Yeah, absolutely. And... Last year, and this this rolls into to, to Noah's fun time storytelling here. Um, last year, we had the opportunity to work for a guy. Uh, I won't name his name or his promotion's name, but it's over in Mississippi. Uh, he ran two shows. Me and Noah were at both shows, and he stopped running. And the place he was running at shut down. Uh, he had some health issues, but his business sense was what caused him to stop running. Mm -hmm. right. uh, had he had somebody else booking the show and him paying for the show, it would have lasted a lot longer than two shows. Now, Brad Savage calls me up and says, hey, uh, I need a referee. I need you guys you know, to come with me to, to Mississippi. Actually, he said he needed me to come to Mississippi. And I, I called Noah and said, hey, you want to go you know, road trip? I need a car, buddy. He said, yeah, let's go. Now, yeah. let me put a clarifier on this. At this time, I had, was maybe a referee for two shows at this point. Very young in, hadn't done a whole lot. I was just going to have some fun, be a good riding partner, and enjoy a show. Get some experience. So, we get to Jackson, Mississippi. I'll name where it was. We get to Jackson, Mississippi. Um... Main event of the show is Brad Savage versus Francisco Chiazzo, and it was a no disqualification match. All right, 
Noah, I'm going to pause you on that right now. Uh, we're going to have to take a break in the show and then come back for the final segment because we have maximum recording time uh, and the, uh, the clock is ticking. So give me one second. We'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Sorry we had to take a small pause. Uh, we use the Anchor app, which allows for 60 minutes of recording time at a time. Uh, we're about 10 minutes from our destination. So, Noah, uh, we're in Mississippi. That's where you left off. Continue on with this story. So, the main event is Francisco Chiazzo versus Brad Savage, and it's a no-disqualification match. Now, I'm just there hanging out. I'm in the back. I was just going to take some pictures of the show for Scott to put on his Facebook page. And the promoter comes up to me, and he goes, can you manage? I go, I've never done it before. What do you need me to do? I need you to go out there with Brad, and I need you to be the one to get a chair involved in the match. Okay. No problem. So, I'll go ahead and say the spot was going to be me getting out of Francisco Chiazzo's way, and him taking the chair, and then going to use it on Brad. Brad's words, and I'm sorry for the language again. Brad's words were, no, that'll make him look like a pussy. Bump him. And the next words out of my mouth were, bump him? Okay. What what do we want to do? So, this show was in a full-fledged working brewery. When you walk in, to your left, there's these pallets of beer kegs. So they're like, okay, empty beer kegs. We'll just throw Noah through the kegs. They'll go falling over. He'll go into them. It'll be beautiful. So we get out there. I'm sitting in the chair, arms crossed, cheering right on, giving him, you know, the instructions and stuff. Francisco rolls out. I do the whole, oh, you want to come at me? Stand up. He then proceeds to slap the taste out of my mouth, and I saw stars. And then he throws me into the beer kegs, which were not empty. They were full, big thud. The one I hit bent inwards. First ever concussion in this business at the hands of Francisco Chiazzo. Frankie, I love you, but you knocked my ass out. See, I was in the ring. I didn't realize what was going on because I was in the middle of checking Brad, you know, making sure he's getting ready for the match. And all I hear is, ding. I was like, Did some, I didn't call for the bell. I didn't ring the bell. And I look over and Noah's laying on the floor like, flattened out. To a crowd that I only remember this because of the video. A crowd chanting, you just killed him. You just killed him. I will say, for this to be a bar scene, uh, this crowd were all, everybody in the crowd was there for the beer. Nobody was there for wrestling. And then we put on a, a hell of a show. We had seven matches on the card. Put on a hell of a show and all the people that came for beer were now wrestling fans, and that's what this—that's what this business is about. It's about bringing in more people. And, and Bucky, you, you brought up a good point, and it's about bringing in more of a draw. Um, I've asked Noah, and I've, I've had you know shared my opinion on it. Uh, what is what is your idea of how to draw in fresh faces, people that that have never seen wrestling before? How do you draw them in? I hate to use the F word, and I'm not wrong, okay. but a lot of people like to 
identify professional wrestling is that, at least in mainstream media. And I will be one to tell you after a separated shoulder, after licking its much shoulder, after a sprained ankle, after a concussion, after literally having a knife drove into my skull and my own blood gushing down my face. That is far from the case. After multiple just nights of going home and not wanting to move for the next month, that is far from the case. So it starts with the end ring product. What can you do to tell the story of what you're doing? But at the same time, you have to figure out how can you market yourself to a new audience. And it starts with as simple as promoting. I know that we all hear all the time, hey, can you share the flyer? Can you share the flyer? Can you share the flyer? That's good. But I think that individuality is a word that I use a lot. It's being different. If you can market yourself as something different, it's like anything. It's like, it is, this is a business. What can you do to convince someone to spend their money on you? So you, uh, you ever you ever sat down and had a conversation with Johnny Slaughter? Yes. Okay. You ever go out and, and do flyers and, and try to sell tickets with Johnny Slaughter? I have not. Okay. We went and hung out with Johnny Slaughter to... to, to uh, we weren't even promoting the show. We were setting up the ring. We went to dinner. As, as a company, we put all our differences aside for the business, and we went out to eat. Had nothing to do with wrestling. It was people being people. Every single conversation, every person that came up that Johnny has never met in his life before, from our waitress, the cooks in the back, people walking on the sidewalk, his conversations all lead to pro wrestling. And it's not necessarily just about our product. It's about everybody's product. That's how it should be. Uh, here recently, again, I'm not telling the name of the show, uh, but here recently, I posted about seminars. I posted about a show that I don't even want to go to because that's this business. And that same the same idea that you're, you're talking there and that Johnny pushes out, I am starting to grow towards that. Every conversation I have with people I work with turns into pro wrestling. Uh, I work in a chemical plant. I have truck drivers that come in and, and I have to load their trucks. While I'm getting them to sign their paperwork, the conversation goes to pro wrestling. Up, up, up. Uh, so it, it always goes up to, to pro wrestling. And Johnny, Johnny's the, the world's greatest at it. And I've seen you too. I've seen you just talking randomly to people, and then, hey man, you you like pro wrestling, and it just comes up, and that's that's exactly what the independent wrestling revolution is about. That revolution is getting people jump started to a new lifestyle that they're not used to, something that they have not done before. Uh, it's getting to change their 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 ideas on life. Uh, as a whole, you know, okay. Well, you you used to not like professional wrestling, but but how about coming to an independent show? Come come to one of our shows, and I if you're not a fan afterward, I will leave you alone. It's one of those old sayings: "Don't knock it till you try it." Well, I mean, you you can't you know just 
try something and put ketchup on it and be like, yeah, and then I had that ketchup. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, I will say this. If you give us an opportunity to draw emotion out of you, whether our job is to draw that negative emotion or that positive emotion, if you give us just 15 minutes, I guarantee it'll change your mind. Oh, I completely agree. We have done our job when we draw that emotion out. Whatever it may be. Me, me being, you said you don't like the heel term because you know you, you got one on your foot me being the bad guy i get paid to make people hate me oh absolutely i'm a natural asshole anyways i say the same about myself <laughs> maybe while we get along so let's go yeah it, it is <laughs> but going back to the point there's certain people in this business that can't draw emotion so they sit down and they let their tag team partners or they let their managers do the talking for them. Are they ever advancing their self? Some try to advance. Some don't take the time to make the effort. Uh, and that's what it's about in this business. If you're not making the effort to learn more, if you've reached the point where you think you've learned everything you need to know about professional wrestling, it's time for you to quit. Um, Arn Anderson is, I'm not going to tell his age because some people don't know it, but Arn Anderson has been doing this longer than I've been alive. And he himself still does seminars. He himself still bumps in that ring. And he's always learning as well. Paul Heyman is, you know, we we all know Paul Heyman from ECW. We know Paul Heyman as Paul E. Dangerously. And speaking of, on the last pay-per-view, Renee Young actually called him Paul E. Dangerously. Oh, I love that. She straight up did. So we know these people. And on the independent scene, we know these people personally. So if we're sitting back and we see these people not trying to advance their self, it's also your job, my job, Noah's job to say, hey, man, I see you might need a little bit of help with this. So um, here's my opinion. Take it for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. And if they listen to you, good. If they don't, then you know what? You've tried. Uh, and you, you mentioned depression. Pro wrestling is my PTSD medication. Nice. Uh, that that is shoot. That is real. Um, a lot of people know that I have you know anxiety. I have I have that type of disorder. But when I hit that ring, I I forget about it, and it helps me with that. And I continue to grow. I continue to learn. Noah continues to grow. Continues to learn. And you, Bucky, you do the same thing. Um, and it, it not, it's not necessarily about character development. It's about personal development. Absolutely. Um, going, going to that personal development. Um, we have good friends that are in the business that are outside the business, uh, that if, and, and I will plug this on every single podcast that we do. Uh, if you need somebody to talk to, if you got to offload some stuff off, off, off your mind, off your chest, contact one of us. I'm not really an asshole. I lie him, but I'd still come to us. Some people need to be told the truth. And if you if you have a question, if you have concerns, you got stuff going on in life, and you want somebody to be blunt and perfectly honest with you, well, pro wrestlers are the best people to call. No, <laughs> Professional wrestling personality is the best to call because 
uh, we spend most of our time in a ring where the objective is to try to win. Well, our objective in life helping others is, is that win. And, and not everybody is that, as, as Bucky was just mentioned, not everybody is that asshole in, in personal life. It, I'm, I'm the same guy. I could be, I could want your blood on my hands. But if you say, hey, I got some mental stuff going on. I need somebody to talk to. I will sit down and listen. If you owe me thousands of dollars, I will sit down and listen. Because human life is more important than any exactly. material matter. I ain't, I ain't worried about what you've done in the past. I ain't worried about what you've done today. Uh, I'm worried about your mental state because two things are going to benefit me from that. One, you're still breathing. You're still alive. That means I've done my job to keep a, a human being from doing something stupid. And I, I use that term lightly because it, you know, your choices are your choices. You're, you're not a stupid person uh, for thinking of the things that you think want to do the things you want to do. However, that's not the right answer. It is a permanent fix for a temporary problem. So if, if there's anything going on, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Snapchat. These guys are all on the same social media platforms. Um, at me, you know, Scott Patterson on Facebook, uh, the real Scott Patterson, uh, the, the, yeah, the infidel on Instagram, uh, Black Sheep 1990 on Snapchat. Like, I can continue on and on about lists of, of everything. Uh, more importantly, if you want to to get in our inbox about bookings, if you're a promoter, uh, vcwaction.com, you can go. That's where you can get me. Uh, Noah Howell on Facebook for uh, referee, manager, and uh, commentary. Bucky, you want to drop your shoot? Uh, Matthew Gibson on Facebook. Bucky is better on Instagram. My Snapchat, I keep it private. Sorry. But – at the same time, well, there you um, go. I'll go ahead and plug up my other social medias uh, on Instagram at Great Noah Howell, on Twitter at Ref Noah Howell, and like Bucky, I keep my Snapchat private. I, I, you know, I, I tried to keep my Snapchat private, but I added it uh, for professional wrestling because uh, it's one way to get me live promos cut. There are no do overs. There are no retakes. There are no, hey, I didn't like that. Let's do it again. Once it's posted, it is there. Uh, I can remove a posting off of Facebook. I can remove a posting off of Instagram. I cannot remove that that uh, story from Snapchat. So it's one takes. And Noah will tell you, uh, when I'm doing promos, I absolutely hate doing multiple takes. If I don't get it on the first try, I'm, I'm dissatisfied. I'm like, all right, we'll try this again tomorrow. Um, anyways, I digress. Uh, Bucky, man, this has been a, a, a long episode. This is probably going to be the longest episode of the IWR podcast that we have done. Um, also, it's going to be one of the best. It is going to be one because this is like straight from the heart. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm over here sliding the phone around. My bad. Um, so... Uh, anybody you want to plug anybody, any promotion, anybody, you know, that you want to get out there before we go ahead and sign off. Um, you can see me every Friday at pro South wrestling at us on Facebook, as well as our live stream on YouTube. You can see senior official Noah Howell at pro South there as well. Each week. Um, you can see me in Jasper every, every month. 
uh, the dates vary, but you can at them on Facebook at the new New Era Wrestling. And next month, we actually have AEW Star Luchasaurus coming in to face the new New Era Openweight Champion, Romeo Corveo. And then you can, you know, as we mentioned earlier, you can catch me at Mongrel Mania. And I'm not going to spoil anything, but I do have a match that night. And I'm calling out someone very in particular. Okay. All right. Noah, you got anybody? He's already uh, pretty much covered the bases. Oh, yeah. You guys Rosal, like Rosal, New Era, definitely Mongol Mania going to tag. And another group that's doing big, big things right now. I've seen all the hype. I've seen everything. But to have sat in the crowd and see what these guys are about, they're for real. They're doing big things in the South. Southern Honor Wrestling. Awesome, awesome. Uh, as always, I, I, I plug Victory Championship Wrestling and Victory Championship Wrestling Georgia. Uh, again, vcwaction.com. You can book birthday parties, uh, special events. I always plug them because that's where my heart is. Uh, as far as Alabama promotions are concerned right now, uh, Jay and I have taken a hiatus from taking bookings down south at Alabama Wrestling Alliance. We still love those guys. Uh, we're coming back. Uh, I don't know when uh, I'll be in contact with the uh, with the owners down there. Um, we're hoping to get on at Diamond Championship Wrestling over in uh, Gulfport area, uh, and uh, Revolt uh, has actually sent Jay and I messages. They want us down there too, uh, so we're we're looking at uh, the South uh, South Alabama area here soon. We're looking at more Georgia areas. Uh, I won't drop any names over there, uh, but more importantly, August the seventeenth. Tune in. I may go live. Jay Impact, Scott Patterson, Outlaw Syndicate Wrestling presents Heat Wave. We will be taking on uh, some mystery opponents. Uh, I haven't got that set in stone yet on who we're taking on. But as always, the new religion, we're coming. We're going to stack bodies and we're going to burn it to the ground. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of the IWR Podcast. I've been your host, Sergeant Scott Patterson. I'm co-host Noah Howell. And our special guest, Bucky. All right. Thank you all for joining us. We'll catch you next time. We're